Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian Espinal, and joining me through Discord, it is my partner in crime, the math, the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua Gangsta Time Co. Called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? Hello. What up, Brian? What up, Saints Hat? <laughs> what up, Michael Thomas? Bet vacation nights. Oh, <laughs> doing the same hat. Um, yeah, I mean, they're out. <laughs> I just like this hat. Yeah, they ain't Cabo right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also joining oh, us, it is my uh, brother, the producer of this show, it is Edgelord. Big news, Brian. What's up, nerds? I don't know, man. This uh, this new soundboard, because our old one got wiped out, it's kind of throwing me off, so I got to find your respective sounds. It takes a minute, but uh, we're uh, we're making it work. Uh, we got a we got a fun show this week, so let's get right into plugs. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Joshua Cole, where can they find you? That's at JD Cole underscore three seven. That's on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I was the whole time I was just like, when is it coming? I was really on the edge of my seat. I suddenly got anxious. This is a problem. Uh, Brian, where can they find you? Find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. And uh, if I ever decide to stream, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Yeah. Um, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow our theme song guy. Uh, he is at drum underscore foo. Very talented gentleman, as you can hear. Uh, I, I mentioned the show earlier. Follow us there because we do do a weekly audience poll for audience decided a really good chapter of the week. I have the results right her and we'll get into them later. But um, yeah, Ooh. follow us on Twitter. Keep up with the poll. It comes up every Sunday. Uh, like a couple hours after the chapters drop on the uh, Shonen Jump app. Uh, not a free plug for them. They got to sponsor us. Uh, but yeah, that's when it goes. Uh, so follow us on there. Instagram as well. We, we do some fun stuff on there. Uh, you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. Or you can comment below. Let us know how you feel. We'll respond. We'll still talk to you. We're not big. We're not big cheese yet. <laughs> We'll talk to the fans. Uh, and Speak for yourself, Chris. I do. We had some uh, folks commenting on World Trigger and Boruto stuff. So, you know. Yeah, that was really cool, guys. Yeah. Keep it up. We love, we love the conversation. Faux show. Uh, anything else? Uh, subscribe to us. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, hit that subscribe button and the bell to get notifications from when we upload videos. Uh, or if you prefer an audible uh, medium, then uh, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. Pandora, we're on that now. Uh, we're everywhere. We're growing and we're spreading. So let's get on it. Uh, subscribe to us there. Give us a five star review on iTunes. And uh, without further ado, let's jump into it. It is time to randomize. Jujutsu Kaisen. Whoa. Yeah, this is Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 136, The Shibuya Incident, Part 53. Officially, I mean, like, w this story has literally been, this is a year-long arc. Uh, 
So congratulations to Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, Let's go. Uh, last we left off. Yeah. Oh, my RGC, by the way. Oh. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, damn. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Yeah. You're not getting a unanimous one today. Nah. That's fine. I thought. Nah. I honestly thought we would. As long as you don't give it to someone that don't deserve it. <laughs> Yo, you throwing subs early, bro? Uh, All day. <laughs> Uh, in any case, this is Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, chapter 136. Josh's really good chapter of the week. Uh, last we left off, Yuki showed up, uh, a character that we spent maybe all of one chapter with in a flashback. Uh, she's she's back, and she's the trainer of uh, of uh, Toto, our favorite boy in the series, uh, or at least mine. He's the man. Yeah. It's not safe. It's one of the cooler characters. You already know Gully, Gully McGangster. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> I like it, Gully McGangster. That might be the episode you know title. It's no, already no, early no. running. I don't know about that one. It's already early running. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he, he yeah, the, the archetype. You know. For sure. Uh, so, you know, she's like talking about talking to ghetto about their conversation about how to create a world where curses no longer exist because they have kind of dueling philosophies about how to rid the world of curses uh but really what she's doing she's just kind of buying time for larue to move i'm not really sure who larue is i don't really recall but yeah she, she it's kind of like fulfilling two roles like it's it's, it's literally buying time for the heroes against the villain mm-hmm and it's also maintaining plot integrity with 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 her, you know with with her ideal still being i guess somewhat ambiguous even after reading this chapter yeah i don't know how you feel about that but you know she there's still there's still a lot of stuff to learn about her as far and, and what motivates her for anyway. sure but she basically says like the secret the next stage of humanity lies in breaking away from cursed energy and ghetto didn't like that he said no it lies in optimizing. <laughs> it lies in optimizing cursed energy. He is. This is the angriest I've seen Ghetto this entire arc. He's. He's literally like this motherfucker just said that. I said no. You gotta optimize it. Um. And Itadori is in the back. Like well, I don't get either way. I don't understand this shit. Same. <laughs> same Itadori. Um. No, I get it to a degree, but I feel a little bit in the same boat. But, you know, they start um, talking about, like, their various philosophies. He's, uh, she, Yuki basically talks about how, like, well, back, I came back to the original principles. Besides, your method has a big hole in it. Compared to Japan, uh, there's not many jujutsu sorcerers overseas. So, you know, we would pretty much be in a weird monopoly of, uh, of cursed Interesting. energy. Yeah. And you know who's not going to like that? <laughs> uh, mm. The Middle East <laughs> and a certain Ooh. superpower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know they're gonna be feeling some type of way, dude. I feel some type of way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And this is a fake story. Yo, we may be in uh, Biden era, but Biden's not gonna sit by and be like, Whoa. "Oh, we're so arrogant." Excuse man. me, they have monsters in Japan. I don't like it. <laughs> we want it. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, she's she's basically like, once they hear that we have, like, this cursed energy and it's basically superpowers to a later extent, she's they're not going to be stoked on it. 
So, you know, there's probably going to be a lot of war and all that stuff. And that wor- that is a world that is far removed from the ideal that's pursued, which makes sense because curses are born out of negative energy. And if there's constant war, if you optimize cursed energy and try to, like, make it your own and tame it, you just kind of bring unwanted attention from other folks that don't have it. And that just breeds conflict, hence creating more cursed curses and shit. So, yeah. Uh, Ghetto does... Luckily, that's exactly what Ghetto wants. (laughs) Yeah, luckily, Ghetto's like, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I don't see the issue. (laughs) What's the issue? Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right, right. That's the... Now you're getting it. (laughs) Basically, that's what he's like. Well, this is this is this is how shit really gets popping. Yeah, I, mean, I fuck shit up until things get so fucked up and out of hand that we have no idea how to fix anything and make anything, you know, static and you know maintained. Yeah, that's when the little cool things are. Basically, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit unshaking on what his actual like method is here because Ghetto's like wanted to get rid of curses, but at the same time he's like. I just want there to be so many curses, you know, it's, it's weird. I think like his whole thing. It's because you can't have curses without like, all right. So he wants a world where there's only jujutsu sorcerers, right? And you can't have jujutsu sorcerers without curses. Mm. Mm. So in order for there to be like, in order for human beings to evolve in his, in his standard, his standard of of human beings evolving is through cursed energy. There has to be curses for them to, you know, become jujutsu sorcerers, right? I guess. I mean, it's a weird so paradoxical the, the, thing either way. The way I interpret it is that it's, he wants to use humans as the conduit to to crank shit up to a thousand. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. You know, he just that's all he sees humans as. Like, you know, not like something that he sees as precious or valuable that he wants to bring to the next level they're just a means to the end like oh well we can't have curse because that's really how the conversation went earlier in my opinion with her in the the previous chapter where you know you can't have cursed energy without humans with negative thoughts you Mm -hmm. know in the first place because animals can't produce it right yeah as far as i'm as far as i know so i i I do feel I do feel what you're saying, and I think, I, and you know, just like with a lot of other things that was introduced recently in the series, I'm going to give them a chance. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying that like I'm lost and it's a negative thing. It's like I think maybe it'll be a little more clear, but for what it seems like, he's trying to make more of a, a crazy environment. Like he he thinks like there should be kind of a harmonious life between curses and cursed energy and all that stuff. Where, like, yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, he sees chaos as a kind of uh, piece of serenity of some sort. Where he's like, yeah, we're all coexisting. It's it's going to be shit. But you know what? <laughs> it's probably this is the best way to go, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. But in any case, he's like, I already have extracted the cursed technique. And then um, that's when Yuki's like, wait a minute. There's a cursed spirit called Mahito, right? And Itadori's like, yeah, he just absorbed him. Shit! They turn around and um, Ghetto activates his <laughs> idol transfiguration. Uh, and they're like, wait, what the fuck is this? And Ghetto's like, thank you, Yuji Itadori. Uh, 
basically because like he wa- he wanted to get Mahito at some point, but he wanted him to get stronger, and he got stronger while he was fighting Itadori, and that made him kind of perfect for the absorption. So he's like, "So sick, this worked out for me. You you pushing Mahito to the limit pretty much helped me out a lot." <laughs> I'm like, "Shit." Um, so I mean, what? He was he was a whole ass villain, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so basically, he what he did was he he did a he remotely cast an idol transfiguration on two types of non sorcerers who had already been marked. Uh, there are people who he had uh, eat cursed objects like Yuji did with the fingers, or people who uh, with cursed techniques whose brains were not meant to be sorcerers, like. Uh, like Yoshino from way early. He basically like turned people into, he basically forced people's minds to be akin to, I guess, cursed energy. Uh, a lot like Junpei was, uh, Yoshino was, he created a bunch of Yoshinos basically. Um, and he gave them to the, uh, he adjusted their brains for sorcery. He gave the strength as vessels for, you know, uh, for the cursed objects they to the latter, he gave them the capacity to use cursed techniques. And he takes out this little rope, this little knot, and he splits it apart. And with that, he's broken the seal on the cursed objects. So they've activated. There's a bunch of people out there who are basically an army of Yuji's. Um, and uh, he's basically going to have them fight each other in order to help them understand deeper understand their cursed energy um jesus uh interesting yeah it's it's pretty cool it's a good way to like keep the story going i guess in a way because it's like now there's a new objective there's new enemies to potentially face uh but uh yuki's like a thousand that's not that many you think people will just kill each other because they have the power ghetto's like yeah (laughs) pretty pretty much that's kind of my that's kind of my plan and that pisses off he said your questions are starting to lack perspicacity yeah i think that's what it is perspicacity yeah i hate when words are like run into the next it's because yeah oh man I couldn't. I couldn't put it together because it was not too different. I swear to God, guys, we can read. I swear. I swear we can. Read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just speaking multi syllabic phrases. I swear, again. Um, I do want to look up that word though. Go for it. Um, so I guess the ice melts around um up around Yuji and Eri's like, wait, what happened? And um, it turns out Choso's blood was mixed with poison, so it kind of started to. Got it? Yeah, it really got it really got her because she he hit her earlier in the match with his blood with that arrow thing, so it eroded at her slowly until she was like unable to use her cursed technique, which is pretty she cool. She was so cool, casually blocking out with her hand. Yeah, hold that. Yo, she was like she hold wanted that. all of the smoke. Uh, mm-hmm. Urame did. Uh, so. Uh, I guess Yuki uh, summons her. Uh, what what was that Pokemon? The Dragon Pokemon uh, from Emerald. Rayquaza. Yeah, her Rayquaza curse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know they're about to fight. Everybody's like, "Oh shit! I think we're good now. We could just fight." Sick. Um, but uh, Ghetto has another trump card under his sleeve as he's uh, he he explains that 
the cursed objects that he provided was left to the sorcerers. He made pain stay. Oh, wait, the sorry, the cursed objects that uh, he gave to these people and made and force fed them basically are what's left of sorcerers that he made vows with a millennium ago. But he didn't just make a contract with them. He made a contract with other other things. But those vows became null when they when he attained that body. And uh, at that moment, just a bunch of curses just spring out from under the ground. These are the curses that like he made vows with. And now those vows are null and void because he has this body. So they're all just like... They're a big army of fucking gross monsters emerges. And uh, I guess it allows um, Ghetto to not only escape, but escape with Ghetto. Um, oh, get, escape with Gojo, actually. Gojo. In the prison realm. And as he walks away, Gojo. as he walks away, Aizen style, he says, I expect much from you. I Are you listening, Sukuna? It is beginning once again. The world of Heian, the golden age of cursed techniques. That's where the chapter ends. Uh, Is it, so it's Sukuna? That's how you say it? I think so. Not Sukuna? I think, okay. I think either way is fine. I think Sukuna makes more sense. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, pretty good chapter. Um, I can't wait the for the best, next one. This, this is going to be fighting like a bunch of these army curses. Oh, man, it's going to be so cool. Um, I guess he got away with Gojo. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of a crazy thing. Is he planning to eat Gojo? No, I hope so. he can't he because can't, he, he can't absorb Gojo because Gojo's not like a cursed spirit, and that's kind of his. Oh, thing. is that he's uh, he? But he mentioned that he wanted Gojo too. Oh no, he wanted Jogo. Never mind. Yeah, he wanted Jogo. Jogo. That's the, the fire dude man. with the with the volcano head. He wanted him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to use his volcano ability. Yeah, he wanted his yeah. fire abilities just because he was like that. Would have been lit. Yeah, I mean, no you know, pun intended. Like, as long as you're I'm gonna, not, I'm not the Dragon Ball Super oh. guy, oh. right? <laughs> Damn, Josh oh, is a heater. Boy. This is a pretty Ryan fire chapter. Hard <laughs> I remember that. But yeah, no, this was a dope chapter, and I enjoyed every minute we spent covering it. Yeah, I mean, it, it gives a lot. I mean, it's a. It was a, a lot direction. to unpack. This is the longest we've ever covered Jujutsu Kaisen, honestly, because stop this is the most thought-provoking a chapter has been. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like this is the equivalent of, like, that Bleach moment where Aizen went away, and it was like, oh, okay, now we have a goal, we have a ton of villains to look forward to, possibly an organization forming, wouldn't that be sweet? Oh, man. A bad guy Those organization? A ranked uh, organization uh, with uh with with a hierarchy and uh and everybody hates each other. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they also they do oh, have to fight man. each other for supremacy, I guess. But I mean, some of them were cool with each other. Who? Nell was cool with, like Nell got betrayed by them. <laughs> Not all of them. One of Maybe them. she did. I forget. I don't know. But anyway, that was Jujutsu well, Kaisen. There goes our bleach rip for the day. I didn't hate Bleach. I'll tell you what. I saw this video uh, where someone like, or I mean, I don't know. I think it was a promotional video for the anime revival for Bleach, where uh, someone animated like the manga art, and I'm like, it made me want to read Bleach again because it looked oh, great. Did it? Yeah, it looked great, and I do like Bleach. It does look great. <laughs> we do shit on Bleach a lot, but I do like Bleach a lot. Maybe uh, if we read it straight through the uh, full manga arc. Maybe great. I've never read Bleach a second time over. Like. Did you hear what I said? 
what the Fullbringer arc? Yeah. I'll read the whole thing. I'll read it top to bottom. <laughs> I'll read it top to bottom. Maybe I'm wrong, and I'll report my findings. Um, but in any case, you're gonna be a casualty, man. Anyway, that was uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Very good chapter. Let's randomize. He said, "Is this ice, <laughs> dickhead? Is it cold?" Daredevil. Uh, certified wow. very good issue. <laughs> certified VGI. Seconded? Is that what you're seconded with? Uh, yeah, like two times two. Certified VGI. Yeah, um, this is a King and Black tie-in. I think this is the first time Daredevil has ever been dragged into like a main event. Like the his his main title has been dragged into an event. Uh and it's for King mm. and Black. Uh, and it kind of ties into the story nicely. It's pretty cool. It's very, it's very much the, really nicely. Yeah, it doesn't feel I like so. oh, they're just shoehorning Daredevil in. You know, it's a, it's, it, it feels like it's part of the story. But um, last we left off, uh, Daredevil is in prison now, and Elektra has taken over as the new Daredevil in her fly ass suit. Uh, that from Tokyo. Yo. <laughs> so, you know, we open with Daredevil just sitting in prison, uh, talking about how. He can't, he's blind and he can't let people know he's blind. So, you know, he, he refuses to watch TV or read books or, you know, all that stuff. And instead, for entertainment, he just listens to his fellow prisoners' stories of regret, of them boasting for clout, you know, all that shit. And um, at some point, one of the prisoners comes in and is like, hey, stop fucking staring at everybody, you weirdo. You're uh, <laughs> creeping everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and this guy is like kind of nice. He's just like he he he's t- he's telling him his shit too. He was like, "Yeah, I re- it's fucked up that you're here with a mask, but I can't be in a mask while I'm in here. Like everybody's gonna know who I am when I get out of here for a cocaine bust in three years, and uh, it's gonna be hard for me to start a new life. But cool, you get to wear a mask and have your identity protected and potentially be able to get a job after this. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, and Daredevil's like. I mean, you're right, but I what I don't know what to do, <laughs> and he walks away. Uh, Nigga said, even said Luke Cage had the decency of showing his face when he beat the shit out of me in the street. <laughs> 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 nah, but all jokes aside, he made a valid point. It is what it is. I mean, we I think we already discussed this plenty of times. But Matt Murdock got off very easy. It was really weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. made sense in the comic book, but. I mean, it's a controversial idea to have, like, to have a prisoner who committed a crime, but also have his identity secret. I wonder if that's like that happens sometimes. You know, I wonder if there's like a, a weird witness protection thing in prisons and stuff for uh, for folks. I don't know. I don't know how much of this is a, is an isolated incident, but anyway, um, he gets called into the warden's office, and the warden's like, "Man." I'm sorry, I didn't get to see you. I was uh, I was busy with stuff, and uh, Daredevil's like, so yeah, sorry, man. I I get it. I know that you're like busy and shit. So I I don't want any special treatment. And <laughs> this judge, this warden, immediately just brings up some beef. He's like, please, just Mister Hollis. I believe you knew my son, and uh, Daredevil's like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, Mason Hollis. And he's like, yeah, you arrested him, you know, for, you know, when he was crime wave. But it's cool. I know he was hurting people and whatever. 
uh, he was hurting people and he needed to be dro- brought to justice, just like you. Daredevil knew immediately, like, oh, fuck. Yeah, this is going to be a rough two years. <laughs> so. <laughs> His facial expressions in, these, in, in like almost all of these panels are just so sad. Yeah, he's like, but oh. not like weeping sad, like oh, I fucked up sad, like uh, regret. <laughs> maybe this wasn't a bad idea. Maybe this wasn't a good idea after all. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm not saving anybody sitting my ass in jail. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fucked up. But. Damn, I should have been running around rooftops. Fuck it, <laughs> this is a bad idea. <laughs> the warden's after me. Um, meanwhile, outside on the outside, uh, Electra's hanging a dude over a rooftop. Standard Batman shit that Daredevil also does. Uh, <laughs> Our first speech bubble is, I will kill you. But inside, she's like, no, I won't. I know. I promised Matt. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't. Well, I like this, but this nigga don't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. Uh, and, uh, you know, she, she basi- he basically like says, please, I swear I'll never. And she's like, you won't. Not in Hell's Kitchen. I, if I ever see you again, I'll kill you. And then she jumps off a rooftop, all uh, all dramatic like. Um, and you know, a uh, regular day for Daredevil, you know, just walking the streets, and then all of a sudden, a giant fucking symbiote dragon just swoops down from the sky, and she's like, "Oh shit! How did I not notice this before?" <laughs> While I was interrogating this thug. Uh, we then cut to Kingpin, who's chilling at this rich people's event, as he does, as like every rich person in Marvel always seems to be in, just some rich person party all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Typhoid Mary is his new bodyguard. Uh, she goes ham for a while. Uh, oh, she goes like a little aggressive. Uh, and Kingpin tells her like, "Yo, you gotta chill. I'm the mayor. I'm not the Kingpin right now." It's yeah, right. Like stop, <laughs> chill. Making it mad hot. <laughs> we get it. You're cool. We don't need to push it any further. That's when Wesley comes in, and Wesley's like, "Yo, shit's going down outside, Wilson. We have to go home now. Um, we got to get you to the panic room." Um, and he starts to explain that, like, yeah, there's aliens everywhere. The superheroes are around doing stuff. But uh, and that's when the dragon comes down and starts causing havoc along with a bunch of uh, symbiote zombie folks. Um, poor Wesley gets fucking uh, taken away, and Kingpin is like, "No, you, you don't see his his reaction too much. You just see his face going like, oh, fuck, no, Wesley, you're my boy.'" And I guess this is the point where Kingpin goes on to uh, to assemble the Thunderbolts in that other story. Uh, but Wesley's not alone in his possession because Typhoid Mary is also taken captive. Uh, meanwhile, inside of the jail, uh, Matt's just being sad, you know, in prison. And uh, he starts oh, to sense funny. something coming in, just like, I guess he hears weird symbiote goo noise. And he's like, oh, shit, something's in the prison. They're going to kill us all. And uh, the guards try to fight their best as the symbiote just, like, pulls up and starts possessing multiple um multiple prisoners at once uh there's this little scene in the bar in this bar which was kind of jarring transition because like as daredevil's like we gotta let me go we just cut over to this random bar and i'm like did i miss a page but there's this girl who's getting this like minor who's at a bar who's getting weirdly hit on by this dude and this mom is trying to get her out of there 
um, they have like a little bit of a spat and they leave the bar to a fucking world of madness, basically. Well said. Yeah, symbiotes everywhere. Uh, one of the symbiotes takes the mom. It's a genuinely creepy ass panel where like her teeth are like super exposed. She looks like, I guess, like one of the rage creatures from Among Us. I don't know. I think that's what they look like. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, not Among Us. Sorry. Uh, I meant, um, what's it called? Fuck. Last of Us, I think, was what I meant. Um, but yeah, she starts chasing her and chasing her. But Daredevil comes through, swoops in, saves the day, smacks the shit out of this symbiote mom. And uh, she she basically is like, I should leave this child to die. Uh, she's weak as hell. Uh, but you know what? I won't do it because I'm a good guy now. Meanwhile, in the prison, um, Daredevil is let out of his cell and he starts uh, trying to fight these symbiotes, uh, trying to save these guards. We cut back and forth between them and the outside. It's revealed that as uh, Daredevil's fighting this one symbiote lady, Typhoid Mary's symbiote also shows up and they're going to have a little bit of a confrontation now. Uh, Pretty cool. Um, meanwhile, as Daredevil is fighting, one of the symbiote things, Majin boos over him and starts <laughs> to absorb uh, Matt Murdock. Starts to talk about talk to him, too. This is like the first time we get to see what it's like to be possessed by these things. Where all you hear is like a little monologue. There's like who, uh, this little dialogue between him and the symbiote, which is actually null. He's yeah, like, I like how it's like every everybody possessed with he has a personal conversation with. You get to talk to this. Number one, head honcho, the king of the abyss. Mm-hmm. He was around before everything else. Yeah. And he wants to make All you of that better. Extra shit. And, and yeah, he mm-hmm. he has some positive vibes for you to listen to. Yeah. And uh, he basically transforms man into the symbiote without fear. He's like, I am the new daredevil symbiote thing. Looks pretty cool, honestly. Um, it's, yeah, it's a cool little design. Actually. Very metal. <laughs> Uh, and that's where this issue ends, and I guess it's going to continue into the next week. Uh, I liked it a lot. I, th- I mean, you know, Daredevil has been a favorite on this show for a long time, and what do you know? They also nail tie-ins whenever they can. Uh, they have, yep. They, they continue to. This ain't anything new. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, they like you said earlier, they haven't been tied into anything like major, in my opinion, mm-hmm. like yet. Um, but this, I feel like this isn't the first one, man. It was, Thor had that one with Daredevil when he got the sword and it was very introspective. Yeah, but it know? wasn't like his it, series, you know? That's what I meant. It wasn't? Oh, it was just a It was like a tie-in. Daredevil, yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, it was like a separate tie-in. It was like Tales of something or other. But I remember like the Daredevil story is pretty much the story straight through up to this point. Um. It's almost like they approached him as like, can you please do a Daredevil tie-in for this? He's like, all right, but it's okay. going to tie into my story. I can also pull a Jonathan like, Hickman. Dude, that's fine. <laughs> I can also do a Hickman and just make it overall part of my run. Um, but very cool. Um, pick well, a- who had the better tie-in? Oh, never mind. What do you mean? Between X-Men and... Uh, yeah, but it's, they're not over yet. Yeah, they have Sword also. I, I think it's just Sword. I thought it would be like an X Men yeah, separate just thing. Sword. I don't know. No, it makes sense though. It makes sense. I like it. So it's tackling that. That's a, that's, I feel like that's a really nice touch. Yeah. That like yeah, of course it affects the X Men, but it affects the part that matters, right? Yeah, the space people, the space X Men. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, not, that's all. Yeah, I, this is a cool ass picture, man. Yeah, but if that's all, um, I think we're good to move on. Let's randomize. <laughs> Black Clover. This is Black Clover, Chapter 279, The Door to Hell. Uh, and uh, Ooh, also, green one. it is my really good chapter of the week. Certified, Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. <laughs> yeah, good for, uh, good for Black Clover. Uh, that was number two for me. I'll tell you what. As no. in that second place. I mean, was that also uh, this week? Yeah, it's, this is uh, the audience decided. Really good chapter. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. I'm actually shocked. I'm actually really shocked that uh, you. this is your favorite. I thought the ending of this chapter you would have, I don't know, I guess hated. I <laughs> I'll I mean, you know, it, it, we'll let's, get let's, into let's it, get but to it. okay. So, Black Clover yeah, won forty-four yeah. percent of the vote, which is a pretty substantial fucking margin. Jeez. Almost half of the vote. Black Clover fans are high key, even for like kind of a, a low stakes podcast like ours. They will not not rep Black Clover. <laughs> they would just be. I'm like, surprised, right? honestly. I'm surprised that they voted for something other than Black Clover last week. Because that's what I said. <laughs> What I said that mean, last week, bro. One Piece was amazing. Yeah, but like Black Clover fans, dude, they've been voting like these got Black Clover wins. The audience voted RGC like ninety percent of the time. Yeah, but Black Clover has been really good. I know. Oh, I agree. Been really good. Hey, I don't blame it. I just think it's. I'm funny. gonna fight you, Josh. I just think it's oh, funny. Yeah, I think bro, like, you don't gotta be mad at me. I'm shouting out the Black Clover fan base because you guys are low key pretty wholesome and very nice. It looks like you guys are, uh, yeah. and you're you're very vocal about this series, and which fits it because Black Clover is a very positive series. Um, I appreciate it a lot. Uh, what came in second? I think it was Jujutsu Kaisen actually. Yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen came in at a twenty four percent. Jk, all right. My Hero came in at twenty two percent. Undead Unluck came in at ten. So. Nice. Yeah, one person probably voted. <laughs> I don't know. What's ten percent of eighty-two? But uh, if you guys, if you're if you're like a disgruntled Jujutsu Kaisen fan and you want to let us know, let the world know, uh, you know, shout us out. Go to the follow us on Twitter at New Jump City. Every week, vote for the RGC, and uh, we'll announce it every show. Uh, but Black Clover is the winner this week. We start off uh. Not exactly where we left off because uh, we cut back to Maria Leona, who is cackling over this fucking demon she just destroyed. Um, she may be the only one in this team who's had a legit W, but we'll get to that. Uh, He's just barbecuing this nigga on the ground. <laughs> He's just still on yeah, fire. Yeah, this dumb demon guy is like, oh. <laughs> on the six arms looking like Goro. Yeah. Um so the other div- the other like resistant people come in and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh wait, no, wait. This one resistant guy shows up with the uh, other characters here. There's uh yeah. the, the chemist girl, um, there's the one guy, uh the bronze the mag- moped guy. Yeah, the yeah. bronze mage dude. Um I remember him because I've been re watching Black Clover's anime, so I'm trying to uh, keep my mind fresh on these characters, but 
there's this new guy with uh with uh Lemillion eyes uh and the guy with the eye patch he's pretty cool um he shows up and is like master you know has become a skilled wind mage and he's telling everybody he's like don't worry the prince is here our prince so happy um Next next panel we see is literally this little demon who's just like got the cutest face on. He's like checking out the situation that's yeah. going on. Yeah, just being nosy. He's the nosy demon, I guess, because he just like pulls up back to Noct and just starts whispering all the gossip he just saw. Um, again, the ass whooped. It's crazy. Uh, and Noct is like, I see. <laughs> so pretty cool. They're fighting and they're stronger than I anticipated, even in. Uh, in a complimentary Damn, way. everyone's winning. Holy shit. Whoa, I wasn't... Ex- <laughs> this is gonna go like this. Oh, these people are actually strong. I thought they were just fodder, but I think we might actually be able to do this without Asta. Psych! No. <laughs> it is mine. Hmm. So Jack is still cutting up Dante. And Dante, of course, is like, ha ha ha, cool. You're, I'm not dead yet. Yeah, keep slicing me. Yes, please, cut me up. Um... So, you know, Jack, I guess, obliges. He just continues to cut constantly. Um, and they're interrupted by uh, Japanese automatopoeia as they're like, what is this feeling? <laughs> and um, they start to see roots gathering all around the Spade Kingdom. And uh, he's just like, enormous roots. Gleepoth. And he uh, he he summons Plumade the demon, the nosy demon he just saw, uh, to wrap around him and unveil his uh, his next form, Union Union Mode Felis, uh, which is a pretty cool... Ninja Man, Gaiden style. It's pretty much Ichigo's form when he got... <laughs> Remember that like one ninja form he had where he had long black hair? Um, I like this form a lot. I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, all of Nox's forms are cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, he even has the Byakugan to go with it. Yeah, he. I guess Felis's like main power is that he's able to like see through everything except for smoke bombs, and uh, he looks all the way down in the basement to see Morris, <laughs> who's down there chilling, and uh, he's giggling to himself. Kick, 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 kick. He says kick, 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 powering up. Yeah. And so he starts to think, like, so even arbitrary acts of eccentrics can sometimes be useful. He uses the uh, wisdom of the heart kingdom to discover a way to accelerate the tree of Klepoth's growth. Um, and ex- oh, he pulls his back off Yeah, yeah, he pulls off it. He pulls off his glasses, like to think that in exchange for being born blind, I'd be blessed with abilities like these—the abilities of a devil host. <laughs> Um, yeah, big reveal. So I Morris, totally forgot who this guy was, though. I'm, I'm I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm constantly wondering if he'd shown up in an earlier arc and I just 100% forgot him. But yeah, I mean, he's pretty cool. I don't hate him. Uh, so basically, he was using this power. He was able to extract uh, the, the wisdom from Laura Pachika. And uh, thus making the acceleration of the Klepoth thing grow. Uh, the gate of the underworld just starts opening. And uh, Noct is freaking out. This is the most stressed he's been. 
since he entered the series. And the very next page, it's a two-page spread of these two fucking mm. demons just standing there waiting for the smoke. <laughs> it is pretty wild. The next page after that, Jack gets motherfucked into next Sunday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he gets... Yeah, he just. Oh man! Even Dante's like shit. Dante didn't see it happen. He just they just didn't go for him. That's the only reason he's not going with yet, right? Mm -hmm. Somewhere wherever the fuck he got sent. Knocked is a little (laughs) fucked up because he knocked. Just died last year. He hit the air, dodge mid air, right in time. Yeah, knocked was <laughs> knocked was like, "Woo, you're on your own, Jack." Shit, right? Yeah. Like, brand, bro, you couldn't cut that. I thought you could cut anything. Yo, you I couldn't say. You, had it, son. <laughs> you couldn't say dodge. You couldn't say move. You couldn't get your boy real fast. Your whole characteristic is agility. You couldn't move towards Jack real fast and catch him. Um, All right, so not so not only did two devils leak out of the fucking uh, crack <laughs> door, they're devils of the highest order. Yeah, and man, first of all, one more thing about the Jack thing. I think like on the way he knocked off one of uh, Dante's horns. I I think so too. I don't know. I think maybe he's not too close enough, and maybe I'm bugging. But it looked like he just like went like. Bleh! <laughs> right past his fucking like inadvertently, like yeah. as his knife was out. Imagine he just cut its head off real quick and it grew back. And he's like, "Whoa, what the fuck just happened? What did I just miss? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Where am I?" <laughs> uh, this was my RGC. Um, I really enjoyed this chapter. It's very shonen and in a good way, though. You know, I feel like you know I can deal with this little accelerated thing. It picks up the pace a little bit. Um. It makes things a little interesting. I've always liked how the demons are designed in this series. They're very simple, but fucking terrifying looking, honestly. Yeah, they do look really scary. The one on the left looks like, reminds me of a change of heart Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> yeah. Well, both of them together, because it has the, the, the angel wing and the bat wing on Yeah, the side. they both have, like, opposite big doofy arms, <laughs> where they're, like, mirror image of each other. Um, so, all right, all right, this is what I wanted to say in the beginning. When I got to this part reading it myself, and I seen I, I read what they said, it was just how they were casually like, "Oh, I missed," and the other one was like, "I hit." And they was talking about how it was just so fun and stuff. I was, I, yo, I even rolled my eyes. I was like, "Oh man, Chris is gonna <laughs> go in." <laughs> but well. so much to my surprise, he went ahead and gave this at the RGC. Now, I, I liked told you, it. This was my second favorite, but this part was just kind of like, oh, whoa, I didn't know how to take it. I don't know if this is cool or... Yeah, or I mean, I guess like that last panel, I rolled my eyes a little bit, but I don't know. As long as they're not all like this, I think I'll be okay. I'm I'm okay with two pretentious characters, uh, two, two snooty demons... As long as the rest of these demons aren't like, ooh, looks like we're free. Let's have fun. So, you know, let's not push our welcome. I'll accept these two. But okay. <laughs> I did like it. Thank a lot. you for breaking that down. I, I do thought, appreciate it. I thought it was a well paced chapter. I like that. I like the Morris twist. I was like, oh shit. It'll help me remember yeah. him more <laughs> a little bit, I think. 
makes him more of a memorable memorable guy. And that's like kind of an extra added fight that we didn't really expect. Someone's got to take down Morris now. So True that. yeah, True it's that. it's interesting in that degree. Um, Free Lilo Lilo Pachica. Yeah, I fucked that up. Yeah, I mean it was hard. Uh, they changed it to Lolo Pachica, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I I'm keeping Laura Lolo Pachica. Pachica. That's the one I'm used to. Is Laura Pachica? Laura Pachica. Yeah. Um. But anyway. That was Black Clover. Very fun chapter. Very well earned of a double RGC from me and the crowd. Um, mm. Without further ado, let's randomize. Bloody cross. The X books. Uh, starting Ooh, with here we go. Starting with New Mutants. We have four of these. Oof. Let's try. All right, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. New Mutants number 15. We're starting with New Mutants? I thought we were starting with Excalibur. I thought New Mutants was first, and then Excalibur. Nah, look at the list. Oh, my God. Well, we're Excalibur. Excalibur. No, it's, uh, it's New Mutants first, then Excalibur. No way. I'm looking at the list right now, boy. I'm then looking. what about X-Force? X-Force was the Oh, one. New Mutants was the one that, came, that didn't come out. Like, oh... All right. <laughs> shame, shame. Okay. Whatever. I, mean, I at this point the order doesn't super matter. I could no. I completely ruined this the story for me because I read it out of order. I feel like. <laughs> like I mean, I honestly, not even bothered. Like, New Mutants does reference other. You hear books. shit, Brian? Yes, sir. It's important. <laughs> So I mean, anyway, new new mutants. Last we left off, the Shadow King is back, and I was like, "Whoa, uh, he's out here!" I guess seducing the minds of these children, weirdo. Um, and we cut open to the Academos habitat, the fort where I guess these little kids play, and it's completely destroyed. Uh, so you know, magic is like, "What the fuck happened here?" Um, and basically, you know, they wanted the fort, but they didn't want to leave. So, you know, we fought over it, I guess. Um, th- there's basically a bully situation, and Magic is not having it. Um, meanwhile, in the in the forest, uh, Cosmos is, like, training her abilities. Uh, her abilities is that she can, um, I guess, manifest her dreams or uh, create dreamlike projectiles and turn people into, like, these freaky dreamlike objects. It's very dream-centric. Um, but it warped her body as well. So that's important. Borders on the edge of reality warping. Yeah. Really a lot of potential with her, I guess. Yeah. So her danger. Yeah. They're training her, you know, to fight basically. And it all seems to be for the crucible, uh, which is a mutant ritual where people, mutants who, who were robbed of their abilities in one way or another have the opportunity to, uh, fight to the death in order to be resurrected with their powers back. Um, and that's what she's trying to do in order to gain a normal body back. Uh, and Shadow King is the one who's training her to do this, who is a villain. Uh, his his full end game, I'm not sure of, but we'll find out at some point, I guess. So, you know, back at the Boneyard, uh, Dakin is, is uh, you know, talking to, to Aurora. Uh, you know, they've had a little bit of a thing over the X-Factor books. Uh kind of lets you know is like hey, hey hey all these books are important so give us your money <laughs> i'm like fuck <laughs> you're right um 
So yeah, uh, Scout shows up, and who is a clone of X twenty three? So the clone of a clone, if you will. Clone of a clone, yes. Mm-hmm. And technically, I guess the younger sister of Dakin as well, being as how all of these characters are originated from Wolverine in one way or another, except for you know Dakin is an actual like blood son of of Wolverine. Yeah, um, like a legit son. Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically, he's trying to get it on, but she's really getting in, cramping his style. You know, she wants to hang out with her brother, and he's like, "Not now. I'm busy. God." We'll hang out at the party and we'll play Claws out. It's kind of a cute moment, though. It's like, you know, the little familiarity. It's not something I'm used to seeing from Dakin, seeing as how he was a villain way before, uh, right before this Hickman era. So it's pretty cool. Um, We get a, a nice little scene where all these kids are learning to do these combo moves with each other, um, syncing up their powers in one way or another. Uh, and... I guess C- Scout is not really fitting in uh, with everybody. She's, I guess she's new to this and or new to Krakow in general. So, you know, everybody's kind of weirdly cold to her in this way. Um, we cut over to the Academos Habitat where uh, Danny and, um, and Rain are talking about how they won't resurrect Rain's son. I didn't know she had a kid. Yeah, man. That she looks young as hell too. Yeah, I guess it's because she's like small, like she's like very she's short. a grown ass woman. Yeah, she has a son, and her son was killed. She, her son was apparently fucking Presumably. with. Yeah, she was fucking with Hella, which is uh, Hella and Strong Guy. I guess this was. Um, strong Guy's a mutant, by the way. Oh, Strong Guy killed him. I guess so. I know that much. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that is strong guy. Which yeah. is interesting. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is so, interesting for reasons uh, we'll get into later. But um Yeah, she's basically like really upset that uh the council or I guess the the five have her son on basically a backlog. And uh she's consoling with Danny and Danny's like, We'll find a way to get your son back. It's kinda crazy that he's not now, he's not even on cue. Yeah. So they're trying to fit Basically, they don't, you know, they're trying to figure out exactly what happened to him because he may not even be dead mm-hmm. all the way. Maybe he's alive on another level. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it all goes to, because I think she doesn't have the proof yet that he's dead. Like, the one way. Yeah, that's the sure. key here. Yeah, one, yeah. Yeah, because if you, the reason X-Factor exists is to find that proof. And there's so many fucking de- uh, mutants that have to fucking be resurrected. And there's so much of a backlog that even X-Factor is kind of backed up. Um it's kind of wild. It is kind of a sad story because some people have to wait for their loved ones and other people kind of get them soon. And a lot of people have been resurrected and moved up in the queue, I guess, in terms of importance. Like if an X-Force member dies, they kind of get have to be brought back because of their importance. Um, but, yeah. Meanwhile, back at the Green Lagoon, uh, turns out Doug Friend and Bay the Blood Moon are actually having a wedding reception, official one. One of the weirder decisions from Ten of Swords, but that's cool. Um, they're actually for real married, and they're sticking to it. Um, it's a nice little wholesome scene. Um, Dakin tries. Uh, um, Scout tries to reconnect with Dakin. Um, there's a scene where you know, uh, Danny walks back up to Rain and tries to console her. Is like, "Hey, I'm sorry about earlier. It's it fucking sucks. If you want to leave, you know, we can we can go. You don't have to be here. I know you're." They're more important things right now. And 
she's like, no, I want to stay. You know, this is our friend's wedding reception. He's one of our original teammates. We got to be here for the boy. Um, and that's when Cosmos shows up and uh, asks uh, Moonstar, Danny, if she would uh, do her the honor of facing her in the Crucible so she can get her body back. Um, and then, like, after, like literally immediately after she asks, this nigga puts it on blast to let everybody know, oh, Dude. she's about to do the Crucible and ask Danny to slaughter her. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is, Yo, am I right child, or wrong? <laughs> this child is yeah. asking Danny to put her to the death. Fight her. Fight her to the death. Um, yeah, yeah, fuck this wedding. Yeah, imagine that having your wedding reception upstaged by a child asking a a full grown adult to murder her in combat. Um, but yeah, basically, it's uh, she explains that like, look, I'm proud of you for asking because like, I guess it's a it's an honor to do this kind of thing, this ritual. But the crucible is meant to heal mutants who have been robbed of their gifts and. Then she goes on to say, like, you don't need the Crucible. You're perfect. Nothing's wrong with your body. And internally, like, Cosmos just kind of breaks down, you know, because, like, obviously she's warped by <laughs> her abilities. And like, sure, she's completely healthy, maybe, but, like, she looks like a fucking action figure or yeah. something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and it's condescending or, it's like, it's weird to be, like, you're beautiful just the way you are when your cheek is like this huge and you got a fucking giant eye bulging out. It, it's kind of understandable that she would feel this way. Like she's being talked down to. So she's like, man, and she runs away. Um, Danny's like, Oh no, wait, please stop. And you know, she just fucks off. Uh, everybody tells her to not think about it. Give her her time and her space and they'll talk to her tomorrow. Um, and everybody just kind of goes back to the party. And meanwhile, Shadow King is there, invisible, I guess. And it's like, too young, love, and the youth to a great future. So, here's, here's, here's what's interesting, man. Did you notice that in um, some in some of these panels, the Shadow King is there in the background? Yeah. Have you, like, in a, in a lot of them. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that he's just there, low key. Yeah, he's there the whole time. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, is, is he really invisible? Or is he? I guess so. I don't know all of Shadow King's powers. I mean, um, all mutants are allowed. He's not a mutant Except though. Wanda, he's a parasite. Huh? He's not a mutant though, right? He's a parasite. No, he is. I, I believe he's a mutant. Brian, Google Shadow King and tell us if he's a mutant or not. And also, what are, also, what of his powers? He, well, I've I've googled him before. He's kind of like uh, I think I don't think it's confirmed that he's a mutant per se. He just really likes to be. He likes to possess mutants. He's like a parasite. Like I mentioned this before. Um, he lives inside of cre- inside of mutants, like. Yeah, he himself is a mutant, but the Shadow King that possesses uh, Farouk, I think his name is. Yeah, no, Farouk, Farouk is a is a mutant yeah. himself, yeah. and then the Shadow King, he's just a vessel for the Shadow King. Right. So that's why, like you know, maybe the they allow Farouk to be there, but maybe they don't know that the Shadow King is still present there. I mean, they they allow fucking Vulcan back, and he's got a lot of wild shit in his in his brain. Yeah, and he's really dangerous. So you know, apocalypse is dangerous, sinister. Come yeah, on, is the worst. 
Yeah, I mean, I, don't yeah, know. I think the Shadow King is a is an entity, right? That's his thing. He's an entity that possesses Omega Shadow level King mutants. So, is 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 objectively a bad thing and, <laughs> yeah. and a danger. It's just that they're gonna deny him just because he may be possessed. That's not right, I guess. Well, if they even know he's there, I mean, I don't know his powers. It, I think that's why I wanted to though. ask you, Brian, right. if he's got any. If because I know Farouk, that wasn't his abilities, like invisibility, so. Baruch was a telepath. Yeah, so if she, if maybe he has the ability to like block himself from people's minds, or maybe Shadow King himself cannot be can choose to be seen or not seen. I think like he'd be too traumatizing a figure for them to just be cool with him around. You know, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I've never seen the story involved with him before, but it's very well known. I watched. Uh, I watched Legion. <laughs> that's how I know about him. It's from Legion. Oh. Um, apparently, apparently Farouk was on the same level as um, Xavier. Like Xavier fought him and yeah. defeated him, but it was like really big deal kind of fight, you know. The Shadow King so. itself is a multiversal threat. Yeah, not yeah. just universal. Like it's it he it is that strong. So yeah, that guy's on the same level as the. Uh, He's at on the same level as um, Professor Xavier's son. Mm-hmm. At least that's how it shows on Legion. Yeah, Legion. Where and Legion showing up again at apparently. comparable to the Phoenix almost. Like it's, he's really strong, or or, or, or the the Void. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was New Mutants. Uh, pretty good issue. I I guess like the stakes of the Shadow King are pretty interesting for the New Mutants because yeah, they... that that yeah how he fits. I mean, we can obviously see he's manipulating this girl mm-hmm. and a really strong. <laughs> a mutant girl at that, yeah. Who, who, who probably you know can is a, is a universal level threat anyway. Yeah. Um. Our next. Yeah, new mutants. Hell yeah! That was a fun chapter. There's a lot in it. Yeah. Um. Our next issue is Excalibur number seventeen. Uh. Last we left off, uh, the Excalibur team has ventured into the other world to find Betty, uh, who, or Betsy, who has not returned. With the Captain Britain cores, uh, so they're trying to look for their universe's Captain Britain. Um, meanwhile, in London, Peter Wisdom is chilling, eating some chips, and he is approached by one of the Coven Akaba, which is uh, one of, I guess, Apocalypse's boys, right? The oh no no no, they're the bad guys. They're like the bad magicians. I got I got them confused with, uh, I guess, the externals, but no, these guys are um, the Coven Akaba, who are just like dickhead humans <laughs> with magic powers. And uh, he shows up to fucking this CI, this M13 office with full cape, all dramatic, and is like, oh, yeah. so, <laughs> he's like, so, I heard that fucking Captain Britain is not around, and not only that, we've had several Captain Britons, not of this country, which is fucked up. I don't like All heathens. It. All heathens, all Americans. Um, I don't like it. Go do your job and find out where Betsy is. And Peter's like, all right, <laughs> basically. And um, yeah, he he goes off. Um, meanwhile, in a familiar a familiar place, modern time, unfamiliar timeline, seems to be another dimension. Our Betsy Braddock wakes up uh, with a angel uh, errand boy <laughs> around uh and she's basically in a universe where Betsy is the queen of England at the time. Uh, and she's not pretty stoked about it. She's like, uh, I need to go back to my home dimension. 
it's not good that I'm here. So, you know, after some banter with Angel, um, she's like, I got to get out of here. Let's let, let's go to where the the um, the lighthouse should be, I guess. Um, and uh, Angel's like, well, I can't go with you because I'm late for some kind of board meeting or something. So you'll be traveling with Quanon, my ex-wife. Uh, QAnon. <laughs> so, Q-anon. oh, hey, did you did you look at her teeth? By the way, did I look that looks at... like the Starlight Sword in her in her teeth. You're right. Yeah, the Starlight Sword. Oh, that's a good catch. I didn't catch that at first. I just um, caught that now. Hmm. So yeah, Quanon's outside. Uh, QAnon. <laughs> QAnon is outside, <laughs> and she's pulling on her gloves <laughs> like let's fucking go like because she's she used to be married to angel in this universe and she's not too keen on doing him favors it looks like yeah um, angel's ex-wife has exactly his ex-wife to help his new girlfriend out yeah it's not great it's not a great <laughs> sitch uh very awkward so we cut back to krakoa and the team seems to be moving into the lighthouse to kind of wait for Betsy in a way. Like, if she ever comes back, they figure she'll end up at the lighthouse first. So, you know, I guess after the other world provided a dead end, you know, they just decided to wait, play the waiting game. Um, she, They link up with Peter Wisdom, who's already there, and, you know, they all follow each other over there. Um to do with the suit. Yeah. Okay. Um, meanwhile, at the King James Memorial Intelligence Center, which is actually the the lighthouse of whatever universe Captain Britain is currently in. Um, she's out there. They're ready to descend and do some stealth stuff. But uh, Betsy is like, okay, I have some questions for you. Would that be cool? Um, I feel pretty awkward because of our history together, but, you know, I, I, I want to ask you some things. Um, meanwhile, uh, back at the lighthouse, they start just getting under attack by the Coven Akaba. Um, who are not fucking around apparently and just you know try and destroy them. But I guess Excalibur fights them off pretty good um, for a little bit. They're looking for Betsy. They're violently looking for Betsy because I guess they need a Captain <laughs> Britain in this world. Like they're doing it very aggressively, and I'm like I don't understand the point of just fucking shit up just because Captain Britain's not around. Um, so back at uh, the other alternate universe, Quana uh, Qanon agrees to uh, answer three questions. For um, for for Betsy, first question is Pizzagate real? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. Second question: all right. Are all Democrats blood-sucking <laughs> aliens? <laughs> that, that's what, that's when Q and I promptly responds with, "You wasted that one." <laughs> so, of course they are. Uh, Next one, duh. Yeah, what's your last? No, basically she she asks um so is Krakoa is there a Krakoa in this universe and she's like yeah I mean no one ever goes there but it exists that old island sounds a lot like Genosha uh, I mean Krakoa has <laughs> always been around um but you know this is the first time they've inhabited it as a people like that unless you count True the time that. where Wolverine literally built his school on Krakoa. Then that's a difference. Well, if I go back and read what is said again, no, yeah, no. In this universe, huh. she hasn't. She nobody lives there. Um, but it does exist. She said that old mutant island. I think it's it's a place they once lived at and probably 
don't really anymore. Yeah, I mean, either way, it doesn't really go into specifics, but they're like. Yeah, yeah. So she, she then asks, uh, "Oh, wait, what? How's her brother?" And uh, her brother is apparently uh, Captain Britain. Brian Braddock is apparently head of the British space program in this universe, so he's not Captain Britain here, um, mm. which is interesting. And then the final question is, "Have you always lived in your body?" Because if you know, Betsy has always inhabited the body of of Quanon. So, and they just recently got separated and they've been pretty awkward about it. Um, so I guess Betsy's still feeling guilty about inhabiting another person's body for the better part of X amount of years that she's been inhabiting this body. Um, but yeah, she basically just starts apologizing and Quanon's like, dude, just let it go. I don't want to talk about it. I'm letting you go. I don't care. <laughs> Listen, All right. Don't make me angry. I mean, I don't want to just go down this road with you just fucking go and she just keeps pushing it she's like i'm sorry i'm sorry she's like fucking go basically has to force her through the portal and uh right as the excalibur is like fighting these guys and kind of getting a little overpowered it looks like um that's when uh betsy braddock finally reemerges. like her there's this big explosion and she rises from the uh the sea right by the light lighthouse and collapses and is like, all right, back off our dicks. She's right here. There's your Captain Britain. Jesus. Um, and that's where the issue ends. Yeah, that was clutch. Right on time. Right on time for the tactical retreat. So I guess next issue, the Coven Alcapa will just leave them alone. Um, yeah, so I don't. All right, all right. I was <laughs> at first, I was so not excited to read this book. And then. As I read it, as I looked over the pages a second time, just to brush up on the X-Men knowledge and after watching a few videos, I think there's a a, a lot of exciting potential here. Hmm. So I can't really speak for the, rex, for the rest of the Excalibur crew, but as far as Betsy Braddock is concerned, that's not, that's not their Betsy. I don't think that is. I think Whoa. that's the queen. Hmm. That's interesting. I think that's the queen because that's not what... I mean, the the biggest, all right, the two biggest things to me is, first of all, what she's wearing. But, like, the first thing that came up weird to me was that she's saying help. Fuck, this Betsy need help for? She knew she was teleporting through a, come on, she can't, she can't, I guess maybe teleporting leads a week, but she's saying help she's not saying anyone's name she's not establishing any type oh, of connection you know what i'm starting you know to i don't know I... it just it gives me i'll I tell you i, see what I you hope mean. that's the case and perhaps betsy is going through maybe a, a different reality maybe she has to i like the idea that maybe she has to go through a few worlds to try to get here you know what i'm saying like it's not so simple and that maybe we'll learn a lot along the way because otherwise, Excalibur, I don't know, man. Ever since Apocalypse left. I mean, it wasn't a stellar series but even prior to Ten of Swords. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I mean, I'm, you got me thinking about Maybe it. I'm being I, hopeful. No, I think, you're, I think you're right. I didn't even think about that before. You think, I think you like stumbled onto something that I didn't. Her clothes are different from what she was wearing in that. And that queen from that universe is missing. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd ha- I guess they'd have to have switched places. And maybe Betsy will have to go through a couple worlds uh, in order to get back home. Uh, yeah, that's a good catch. I really didn't notice that. It was uh, that does make this a little more interesting that it's not 
Yeah, Cam Britain is all about multiversal travel. That is that is what the series has been about at its core, which is so ironic because it's Captain Britain, which it sounds like it's just isolated to this one little island country at most Europe. You know what I'm saying? At best the the western world. Yeah. But I guess like also, yeah. you know, maybe um cuz Camelot is also very like British medieval times type of deal, so you know, who knows? But uh, in any case, yeah, I mean that's that adds a new layer to it. I'm I'm excited about it. I wonder what's gonna come from this. Um, our next X book is Wolverine number nine. Um, last we left off with Wolverine, it turns out that there's this weird black ops squad that has been digging into the past of Wolverine and also looking for the mutant known as Maverick uh, by doing so. So Wolverine's trying to figure out who these people are and what do they want with him and Maverick. So he's going. Is to- Maverick a Marvel's answer to uh to 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 that dude that is now in DC? Which dude? Ah oh, man, come on. Oh, Grifter. Red mask, yellow hair. Grifter? No, I don't Grifter, think it's. No? I don't think it's a direct. I I would imagine that Maverick's been around for a while, as a, as has Grifter. Um, so. Okay. Neither neither are new characters. Um. I don't imagine. But uh, in any case, last we left off, Wolverine is just arriving to this auction. Um, he opens the door and he's immediately searched. They pull out the little Krakoan earpiece that he uses to communicate with Krakoa. Um, Unknowingly. But, but yeah, it looks gross. Yeah, they got it nonetheless. It looks gross, so they flick it off. Um, and I guess he goes in without a contact. You see uh, a bunch of different villains uh, scattered around this auction um kingpin's there somehow and i'm like aren't you the mayor what are you doing here uh <laughs> the verende kids are there the former health yeah they're there mm-hmm. some of the x uh the the order of the x yeah people are there the ones that worship the mutants yeah yeah that's a that's a good one this is like an invisible person in the background if you really look close enough um yeah i mean you know there's a who's who of villainy here and uh the auction starts and they're va- they're offering various like random collectibles from the Marvel universe over its time. There's a there's a Black Widow cyanide pill because she's hardcore spy. Um, there's a uh, a pa- a prison painting from Jigsaw. There's the Goblin Glider, an old, like Captain America's original cowl from when he was fighting in World War Two. Uh, there are there's the gravestone of Spider Man, um, and there's also what is this? The gloves of the magnetic man, and finally, the last thing up for auction is the severed hand of Wolverine. Look the claws out. Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, that's fucked up." Wolverine does not take this well, <laughs> though. He does not think it's that as cool. Um, so he immediately like cracks a glass in his hand, and this lady in the audience just like peeps him real fast. Uh, he's like, wait, that guy looks suspiciously like Wolverine, and her glasses just have him in the Wolverine costume already. Like, oh yeah, that's him. Um, so you know, I guess she's like, well, this is pretty fucked. And uh, finally, the final thing up for auction at twenty million dollars is the mutant known as Maverick. Um, he's been this mind wiped. He's been mind wiped, so he's basically. They're buying him as a fucking hitman for hire 
slave guy. So, you know, I don't know what his powers are exactly, but he's pretty cool if he's associated with Wolverine's old edgelord days. Um, yep, of Weapon X. Yeah, not Weapon X. Um, team something. It was a different team from Weapon X. Uh, Strike Force X? No. Team I don't X. Remember it's Team X. It's, it's not. Team X. Okay. I mean, you know, X folk aren't creative. <laughs> They're just like, they'll just slap X onto things. X. <laughs> X. Maybe it all means 10. Whoa. 10 men? <laughs> this entire time it's been 10 men? Weapon. Ten. So, so apparently Maverick has an anti-healing factor thing. What does that mean? Like from his list of powers, it says anti-healing factor corrosive blast. So he doesn't Ooh. heal, and that's his power. Uh Maverick. That's one of his. You have to explain what an anti-healing factor is. After Nord was forced to join the latest incarnation of the Weapon X program, he underwent a procedure that altered his kinetic absorption ability. So now he can channel that energy into corrosive blasts that, I guess, stop healing factors from going or some shit. Okay. All right. (laughs) Uh, Fine. So I guess that's how he's... uh, a Wolverine villain. Yeah. So yeah, the bidding starts to go, and Wolverine's like, "You're not taking him alive, Ace." Um, and everybody's like, "Oh shit, Wolverine's here." The the mutant worshiping folks are like, "Yes, Wolverine." Um, Kingpin is like smirking a little, like, "Cool, Wolverine's here." This lady and oh, this is the X desk lady. I just realized that the lady oh, in the wheelchair wow. who peeped him, I think she's the X-Desk person. Um, you think so? Yeah, I think didn't she's Didn't she end up, like, sliding? Oh, no, 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 no. She didn't. She doesn't like them. Yeah, no, it's no, The other no. person I quit. So, yeah. Are you talking about the person that met Storm on the train? No. No, that was somebody else. But this is another okay. X-Desk person, I, th- I think. I could be wrong. But, uh... Yeah, Wolverine's like carving people up, but then he gets caught by the auction guy using the gloves of the magnet, magnetic man, whatever his thing is. And uh, he flashes back to his time at Team X where they used to torture him and shit. And um, he remembers the time where Maverick basically like encourage him to, encourages him that, you know what, we're going to have our day one day, you know. Today is a victory over yourself of yesterday. And that's, I guess that's a pretty cool statement. It's yeah. a pretty cool uh, mantra to live by. And he starts repeating it to Maverick in the current time to try and wake him up uh, from whatever spell he's under. And it works. He just grabs the magnetic guy, the the auctioneer guy, and he's like, let's get the fuck out of here in all of their 90s glory. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 90s explosion, Max Wolverine. Yeah. Can't wait. I liked it. Uh, I thought this issue was pretty cool. Uh, one of the better Wolverine ones so far. It hasn't really caught me up to this point, but I feel like this is a good one, and I, I'd like to see him and Wolverine tear shit up. Uh, I'm here for it. Uh, anything to say before we move? All right. Last X book is X-Men itself. Uh, this is X-Men number 17. Um, this kind of just starts off a brand new story. Uh, the longer short of it is, uh, space has been a little more unstable lately. Uh, the The 
inheritor for the throne of the Shi'ar has been uh, kidnapped. So Deathbird uh, gets into contact with the X-Men in order to for them to find her and save her. And the X-Men all have cool new outfits, uh, I guess. Mm. I guess Cyclops and, and, and Marvel Girl do. Um I like I like this color scheme on Cyclops. I think it's okay. I like the I like this. It's okay. Um So they go over to uh the to Chandelar, which is the throne world of the of the Shi'ar Empire. They meet up with uh with the Deathbird and all of their cohorts and Jean Grey does like a mental scan in order to find out who had like a co who if there were any co-conspirators to uh, the the young princess's abduction, and basically she's like, I'm not looking for somebody who's like, you know, who who, I'm not looking for the truth necessarily, but the person who's like trying hard to find the truth, to hide the truth. I mean, like she's she understands that there are people who are probably trained in avoiding telepathic attacks or or invasion, so she's trying to look for who's doing that in particular. And she finds some random goon who it was the entire time. Uh, and they basically blast her open and they're like, oh shit, who is this? It, it looks like it's a Stygian. And uh, Deathbird is like, oh, I know who this motherfucker is. And um, guess who arrives, but I don't know who this guy, his name is, uh, Erg? Something like that? He's this big Cyclops, uh, cyborg looking guy with a Gun. Got a cannon arm, you know. Yeah, cannon arm, pretty. Yeah, I liked it. I thought, I thought, I, I thought this was one of the better designs. In no, in, yeah, I think it's cool. from this from this art. I'm not gonna lie, I was gonna save it to the end, but I I didn't care for this art. Like you want to talk about this? Literally looked like it was ripped straight from the 90s. Not in it is kind of way either. Uh, like it looks like like the like like they pulled somebody that has not drawn, who has not put pen to paper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going in. It, it's cool, but it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, how that? that's how I feel too. How about I that? Mean, how about that? Yeah, yeah. I know this artist well. Um, his name is uh, his Brett, is Brett Booth. He he actually drew on the first New Fifty Two incarnation of the of the Teen Titans uh, when they came back. Uh, not my also yeah, not my favorite. Very sharp. You know what it is? It's just like. It's very indicative of like I guess '90s art, which is like it feels too busy. Like so many characters have so much. Yes. Like, like there's so many little ink movements on it. It's like trying too hard to look scratchy and and sketchy, but it just looks like so much. You know, it's it's not my favorite. I feel like less is more these days in comic yeah. books, and it's not my it's not my cup of tea. I think either. But you know, I I don't think it looks bad really. I don't think he's a bad artist, but he is very '90s. Uh, but yeah, his name is Ur, and he wants to fuck shit Ur. up. He's, he's he doesn't like the Shi'ar, and you know the the these tyrants that I guess I don't know. He's he's not really like that important himself. The X Men show up, they fight him for a while. Cyclops gets knocked the fuck out, uh, and Storm basically finishes this dude. After uh, turns out there's been an army of sh- of Smashers developing, which is cool. Um, but yeah, they beat him and they save the the queen, and essentially, they they decide to do with this guy. They're like they're not gonna take it out on the Stygians in general. Instead, they're gonna make him basically an ambassador. Uh, this religious guy make him a politician, which is apparently the worst thing 
you can make a religious person. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, his his point was like, man, you our people, like, not just all the people from this area, like, our entire race of people have been at the heel of the Shi'ar Empire's boot. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it's it's fucked up, and shit's fucked up in space right now, and we're, you know, of course, we're the ones that had to hold the L immediately as soon as he think you know basically he, that was his that was his position we've been treated like shit then then shit hit the fan for y'all and y'all completely deaded us and said oh, oh well sorry we can't help y'all yeah so he was rightfully upset but i guess you don't go try to murder somebody yeah i guess to make that happen <laughs> but as i'm not gonna get too deep into it it's mm-hmm. fucking x-men in space bro yeah um, but I guess the important thing is that uh, Storm has earned favor from the Shi'ar, so you know, oh yeah, she's on their good side, and I think that will probably come out later down the line. That will come into play. Absolutely, man. Especially given that swords a thing now. Yeah. Uh, the next page is like a two-page spread where it's like we're letting you vote for who's going to be joining the X Men officially, um, and the choices are Banshee, Polaris, Forge, Boom Boom, Tempo. Cannonball Sunspot, Strong Guy, who killed Rain's son, um, <laughs> Strong Guy, Marrow, and Armor. Armor is on like three teams, and so is like Polaris at this point. Yeah, I, I want to see Marrow. Marrow's cool. He looks like Kimimaro from one from Naruto. Yeah, that that plus I remember them from the from the Marvel versus Capcom two game. I always thought they looked really dope. Marrow, Marrow's mm-hmm. a Marrow versus Capcom. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, in number two. Hmm. They had mad characters in that shit, son. Nice. I didn't know that. But they had the Silver Samurai too, I think. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. They had a lot of people. Alright. Well those are the X books. Uh a fun group of books. Uh X Men wasn't like the, the, the blockbuster awesome like, oh what's next? That I I thought it was gonna be the election stuff, but I guess they're leaving that to us and you know, they'll they'll settle that in a couple months. Because I believe the next issue will finally deal with the the vault and the mutants that went into the vault. If you could see the little teaser. Um, oh it's, yes, it's, finally! I'm like, yes. yes, yes. I've been waiting for this fucking plot point to resolve. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, anything to say before we move on, boys? Um, the X books were interesting this week. This X Men is this X Men book in particular has probably been one of my least favorites out of all the other ones. Usually the X Men books are always really solid. Yeah, but like was, these. I mean the actual X Men series for those following. I, mean, I know you know what I mean. Yeah, Chris. yeah. Out of all the sub series, this one I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. Yeah, it was just like kind of a. I one feel like they kind of rushed the whole. All right, we're, we're real cool with she. I feel like they was already cool with she with the Shi'ar Empire, and this was kind of like a. Real quick, uh, okay, now they owe us a favor, and that's how we're going to use them as a quick plot point at some point to, to, to advance things. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah. read comics all the time, you see it real easy, and it's you get yeah. jaded. No. Yeah, but uh, anyway. Right. Yeah, that was the Xbox. Uh, let us randomize. Oh, oh, shit! Dr. Stone. This is Dr. Stone, Chapter 182, Diamond Heart. Uh, last we left off, the kids have created a stealth uh, ship in order to covertly avoid uh, Stanley's radar and also be able to study the Medusa um, little mechanisms more closely. Uh, they take them apart, him and Zeno. They take each part apart, like 
every piece apart and they examine each one. And inside of the uh, the Medusa, just as Joel reported earlier, there are blackened diamonds, which they basically say that, okay, this must be the battery source. So let's see if we can find one that isn't fucked up. That isn't like... A really small up. battery, by the way. Really yeah, they're small fucking diamonds. tiny. They're tiny you. diamonds. Yeah, they're not like, you know, mad huge diamonds. Yeah. yeah. So they managed to find one and they test it out. Well, first of all, Kohaku uses her fucking crazy eyesight that I keep forgetting she has to look into the Medusa and find a clean diamond. So... Bye, yeah, Coogan. <laughs> I got to make that a sound. Um, so she says one meter, three seconds, and then she tosses the Medusa. It doesn't work, which is like, whoa, what was that? And uh, Zeno takes a closer look, and he sees like that there are cracks along this tiny diamond. So you need a 100% perfect diamond in order to make these work, apparently. Um so basically, that's what the next mission is. Create diamonds using alcohol, tungsten, electricity, filament, and diamond, which makes a limitless Medusa. Um, yeah. Perfect Dr. Stone. And he's kind of so like... So we can just make diamonds now? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Yeah. If we work hard enough. <laughs> Senku says anybody can do it. In this really cool moment where like, he's also relating this information to the people in, uh, in Zeno's camp... And everybody's like, we can't fucking do this. And it's like, no, man, there's a process to this. You know, anyone can do it, whether sinner or saint, following the same steps yields the same results. That's the yep, point that's science. of science. That's mathematics. That's mathematics. That was a really good point. Yeah, I, I did actually, you know, I really did like this chapter. And I think that was why it was really inspirational. Yeah. So they fail at first, but you know what? They get back up and they're like, no, it's like he said, science isn't just for eggheads, which is why we can do it, which is very, I very much appreciated that about Dr. Stone is that like for kids who read this series, it makes it seem like, you know, science is not like, you don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be Senku in order to do science. You know, you could do these little experiments on your own. Maybe not this one specifically because it, uh. It, it, it pertains really to dangerous. fire. Yeah, it pertains to fire yeah. and alcohol. It'll fucking blow up. But you know what he means. You know he's trying to get back. At I him. mean, specifically, I I like how they did mess up, and they you know as soon as they mess up, you know a few of them start to say, "Ah, man, we can't figure this out." And that's when she kind of gives her little speech. But I thought that was really dope, man. And it was like, man, what we he are going to back out because we fucked up one time. Mm -hmm. Like I thought this was just going to be super duper easy. Come on. Yeah. That was realistic. I liked um, it, but yeah, yeah. They they continue to work through the process, and at the end of the day, they finally create a diamond, really tiny one, but a diamond nonetheless. And they can finally run their test to see if the diamond is actually part of if the diamond is really part of the power system for this thing. And that's what's going to happen next chapter. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, you know, whenever Doctor Stone gets into its like more positive you know, message for kids that science is for everybody, not just smart boys and smart girls. So, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool chapter, um, to say the least. Um, you guys ready to move? Yes, sir. It's time to randomize. Oh, good. Undead Unlock. Um, this is Undead Unlock Chapter 48. A story I won't see coming. Last we left off, uh, Foucault and Andy finally managed to 
uh, return from their world. Uh, but we see that Unrepair is actually not alone in fighting uh, Unknown. Uh, Anno, I guess his name is. Uh, and he's getting sick of waiting. He is Unseen. Uh, and Unseen actually kind of comes up late, earlier in the series. He's the first uh, negator that we see Unrepair take. And apparently he's had him join his, his team. Um, yeah, I, I didn't put the pieces to that together until like just now, actually. Yeah, because I think it was assumed that Unseen was actually wow. killed. So we actually didn't know this. This is a cool little twist. Um, but yeah, Unseen is tired of waiting. And he's like, if I kill this Brett, then I'll have a seat higher than yours. So and fuck you, you opened up my stomach anyway. So I'm out. I'm going to kill this. I'm going to kill this lady. Um, we cut back to Anno's flashback. And he starts to think about like the time where after he got serialized in the magazine, he started thinking about the memories and he's like, man, I got to find out if it's real, you know, uh, the memories he got of undead unluck story in general. And he's like, I got to find out if it's real. So I know where he's supposed to be in this time. So I'm going to go to that place. And wouldn't you know it, he just runs into Andy while he's learning how to use his katana and do this cool move that he does. Um, he's like, shit, he's real. And he can't see him at the time, which is interesting. I'm, I'm a little bit confused as to how unknown's power works. Really? Like how do they know him now? But they didn't know him back then is what I, I, I'm a little confused about. Um, but yeah, at that time, you know, he's like, cool. I mastered the quick draw technique. Um, and he starts to fuck off. And the samurai lady that's like teaching him this move is like, you've mastered our, all our arts in one sh- in just one short year. I won't let this immense talent slip away. Don't you please stay here. <laughs> I want an heir to continue our legacy. And Andy's like, okay. But only. She said with you, I'm sure my, my late father would be pleased. I was like, whoa. Damn. Shit. And she's see the shorties in the back are like, oh, Whoa. so bold. <laughs> so bold. And uh, Andy says, sure, if you can outlive me. And he just walks away. He says, see you around. And, you know, she cries. It's a sad moment. I wonder if we'll see her again. I didn't get that, but I, I knew that that's... However he said it, it was basically going to be an L for her. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if she'll show up again. I feel like uh, they didn't introduce her for nothing. She is a neg- negator in her in and of herself, apparently. Because, uh, or, or is that true? I don't know. It's hard to imply, but basically, uh, he goes on to think that negators are always suffering, and he flashes to the different members of the union, uh, Billy included, all suffering their various uh, issues. I guess unrepair we see here, who um, when he lost his eye, I guess, and. Yeah, he said. Although they struggled with the negation powers so unreasonably thrust upon them, they still fought to kill God. And um, finally, we end up with um, with Victor uh, over a dead uh, Vic, um, Jewies. I think that's how you pronounce her name. And she realized, like, uh, he realizes, like, Jews. if this if this thing works out like I think it does, then they lose in this reality. So I can't allow that to happen. So that's when he gets the idea to use the manga to relay kind of messages of the future towards them. And, um, and in the attempt to change things up. Yeah. So the first thing they do is that 
she he decided a while like right there is like the top priority would be the autumn battle which we just saw and um and in order to make that work and to maybe change something there because that's like a branching point so if i can fix things there then things can be different uh he finds the little soul caliber thing that he uses to get fuko into andy's memories and uh, we cut back to the present on december 5th today on this very day uh this is where they were supposed to lose the entire time is that yeah to autumn right no to unseen because unseen is the guy who kills uh fuko which uh allows them to lose basically because they need fuko around so uh akira warns uh andy she says deadline now and andy is just like which is cool trusts her and trusts him implicitly is like okay does this cool like spinning sword thing unrepaired dodges it but he's not the fucking target it is unseen Mm -hmm. who just gets very crazily split in half down on the ground he is dead and this is the end of what he knows and the start of a story he won't see coming well i guess that he ain't gonna see the rest of the story yet either yeah you're about to die bro (laughs) two arms in one day I mean, he seems to he seemed to have taken that first arm really, really well. So maybe maybe there's a little bit where he's like, I'm a I'm a stick around for a while longer. You know what this reminds me of? I just watched Pineapple Express last night, and uh, remember when Red at the end of the movie like, he got shot like seven times or whatever? <laughs> you know all this extra shit. I've never seen Pineapple. He uh, did just, oh, oh, Pineapple Express. God. Sorry, sorry. I don't know why I thought you said Polar Express, and I'm like, whoa. No, someone no, got no, shot no, seven no. times. <laughs> Like, I don't remember that. I'm like, there's nah, no man. way. No, Pineapple was Express. Dying and they were so casual about it, basically. Like, yeah, that was really funny. Santa's a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember Pineapple Express. But what were you saying? Um, oh, because nah, Andy, because this guy keeps getting fucking cut up and he's like, fine. And yeah, like, like, like the next chapter, they're going to just be having a conversation and they're going to be like, so... Should we bring you to the hospital or? I mean, I'm like, nah, man, it's fine. This is my time. Yeah, I'm, I'll it. just go here. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool chapter. Um, I thought it was uh pretty cool how like they brought in the soul caliber. You know, like he knew that he would need that, and it makes it less of a like a convenience thing that he has this item more that he intentionally um seeked it out in order to use it. I don't know what the past yeah. tense for seek what is, uh, but seeked doesn't feel right. <laughs> Sought it out. Is that the right one? Sought it out, I, yeah. I can talk. I swear. Um, Better than I, that's for sure. But, uh, you yeah, know, that was Undead Unlocked. Cool chapter. I can't wait to see how this all resolves next week. Um, any Any thoughts before we move on? Bro... We say the best for last question mark. Yeah, yeah. Well, with that being said, I guess we should move on to the best for last. It is time to randomize. My hero. RGC. <laughs> Academia. Well, this is Brian's really good chapter of the week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Now I'm gonna ask you boys to be to be uh, civil. 
because the MHA community doesn't like it when we have hot takes off the bat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, chapter 298, The Sounds of Collapse. Um, wow. Fitting title. Um. <laughs> uh, so we get this little flashback of a panel. I don't really remember where, um, where, uh, what's his name? Skeptic is like talking down to the League of Villains. Is like we gave you the money, the video doctoring, Toga's new coat. So you know, why are you being so indignant? He's like, yeah, well, it's our, it's because of us that your fucking boss is in a hospital. Sorry, hospital bed. And this is a, it turns out that while the uh, raid at the Jakku hospital was happening, one of Twice's clones of, uh, of, oh, shit, I know his name, damn it. Uh, um, Redestro. Redestro, yeah. Yeah, one of uh, Twice's clones of Redestro pulled up to the safety commission and just attacked the safety commission, which is pretty crazy. Uh, I think like the whole thing was to kind of distract the heroes who are, or to at least like put a thorn in the side of the rescue heroes that the safety commission, I imagine is in charge of to a degree. But yeah, it's weird. He's like, he's like, uh, this is the system you've built. Your law and order. I suppose it was necessary, but we seek order without order, true freedom through liberation. The seeds are already sown as his clone melts away. Um, it's a little, uh, I don't know. Maybe um, something went over my head. That's how I felt. I read a it a couple bit. times too. Yeah, that's how I felt a little bit. I know he attacked the safety commission, which is, which is pretty bad. I mean, you need those folks. These people are the ones who, I imagine, coordinate rescue heroes. And I, know. I thought that they were just another hero agency that got attacked, but they were they're like the, an information. Yeah. Uh, they're in, okay. All right. They're the guys. They're the guys that you have to answer to if you're not doing your job. I think, right? Isn't oh, that what? Okay, isn't okay. that what Isola was was had to talk to them for? Like he was on trial for them. Well, they proctored one of the uh, light the license exams. You remember that? They they were the proctor for the rescue phase. Remember when they had like the old people like the so, Christ. So they're essentially like the police or like the office police. They kind of ensure that heroes are prioritizing charge- saving people. Okay, specifically of her. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah, they're the brain trust that operation. I, yeah, as far as the hero, heroing, period. Okay, yeah. I'm glad I understand that a little bit better now. Yeah. Um, six hours after the attack of Tartarus, uh, six other wait, a couple other prisons are actually broken into by the near high ends and a few other villains. Um, and, and all the all for one in his actual body. All for one in his actual body seems to be escaping from Tartarus using um, yeah. one of the one of the guards there because they seem to these planes seem to be operated by um, biometric ID. So he, I guess, in, takes over one of their bodies and makes them fly it for him. Um, and at five oh four a.m., he seems to be talking through Shigaraki and uh, basically saying like, "There, the groundwork is laid." Uh, the sun rash of violent escapees should hamper the authorities uh, pursuing me. So, you know, uh, just guard Shigaraki. He basically talks to uh, Skeptic, uh, Spinner, and, and Dobby, tell, asking him to guard Shigaraki while the body, his body rests. Um, 
and Spinner's like, we bond. We got along more than I thought. Bonded over gaming and stuff. But you're not the guy I agreed to follow. And one for all says, "Hey, have no fear. I have great respect for his will. This body simply needs time and rest to be perfected. But once it is, our desires will come to fruition." Um, These two pages. It's so funny, bro. Because this, this, the first page was where I was at the the peak of my excitement for this chapter and then the next page was the lowest point why of me but um i guess i'll try to make it brief basically i feel like this this is being kind of hand waved as far as the uh the 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 dynamic of you know them following shigaraki and being at unease over this dude taking over Shigaraki's body. I feel like, I guess we'll see what happens next chapter or in the next few ones, but I don't know, man. This at, After the end of this chapter, I didn't catch the vibe that we was going to get more villain activity anytime soon, but it doesn't mean that stuff can't be fleshed out and explored more later, so yeah. I'm not really that upset. It's just, I just thought we was kind of leading towards that, like, now, in this chapter, and then now it's kind of it. Um. <laughs> Uh, I th- I thought the opposite actually, um, but I think I'll get into it when we get to our thoughts later. Yeah, yeah, feel... sure. Yeah, I'll listen. But both, but both, yeah, I have to say actually, because yeah. I did want to talk to y'all about it. Um, we then cut to two days later where Bakugo wakes up. He's alive! Yeah, uh, we're not losing our secondary main character. Um, oh, I thought he was dead for sure, bro. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's good. He's he's totally here. wrong. Yeah, I mean, I guess his uh, his development is not over. It'd be weird if he just died there, but yeah, he's alive, and everybody's thrilled to see him alive. And then um, he's at the central hospital. Turns out the best state of the art, top of the line medical care facility, and uh, he immediately just asks, "What about Deku and Todoroki?" Which is nice that he seems to care about both of them now, in a genuine way. Um, and he then asks for and an, our sensei and our senpai and endeavor. What's going on? Uh, we then get little flashes of the other heroes that we've seen in the battle. Gran Torino looks like he is in rough shape. Uh, man, this is going to be a fucking gut punch if he goes. Um, uh, was okay. He's just got one eye. I think probably from now on he'll only have one functioning eye to use. With yeah, his and he's also missing a leg. Oh, right. I forgot his leg got cut off. Well, it's not, he didn't get cut off. He cut it off himself. Yeah, you know what I mean? Gangsta. I mean... Oh, wrong sound. <laughs> Damn it. Turn down for what? For cutting off your own leg? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there's any a point to turn down, it's when you're about to cut down, cut off your own leg. Um, but yeah, she, they're basically sitting there. And, um, and man, President Mike is like, man, even Kayama, who is uh, Midnight, uh, he's like mourning her her loss as well, and um, was just like, I just want to know how the kids are, man. And mm. Todoroki's bandaged up, man. He got fucked up by Dobby, so he's just sitting there. Everybody's like trying to console him and con and um and comfort him. Uh, Endeavor seems to be in like surgery right now, so he's not doing fantastic. And at that moment, Todoroki kind of remembers that one villain they fought, who um who mentioned that. His shining light beckons the dark. It precipitates our demise. Almost as if to say, like, yo, this guy was predicting Dobby directly, that that he'll have something to do with Endeavor 
and it'll be kind of Endeavor's fault that this character exists. Um, and he starts to think about it, man. He, he's really just, these, these are like realistic thoughts that I would also have kind of in that situation where it's like, man, his flames are stronger than dad's and I couldn't win with firepower alone. So, you know, he, were they stronger than they were stronger than Endeavor? Yeah. yeah. The Endeavor, this, Endeavor mentioned bro, he had to fight Nomu. He had to fight against Shigaraki at max power before he got his fucking quirks removed from Azawa Sensei. Like, Oh yeah, no, this, this isn't I, new. This isn't new information. Like even Endeavor himself said that Toya's flames were stronger than his, or had potential to be stronger. Yeah, than his. he said that when it's the- just that he he inherited the ice body, like an ice body that oh, can't withstand yeah. all that heat. Yeah, so yeah. that's the drawback. He's stronger than Endeavor, but his body is weak, essentially. So okay, yeah, and Todoroki kind of draws a, a kind of a comparison to him because Todoroki also had like this weird, like this crazy rage against and resentment against his father justified, but uh, still he, he finds that similarity is like, dad can't do it. I have to be the one to handle my brother Toya. And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> um, at that moment, that's when uh, his brother and sister pull up to visit and a shadowy figure, which is almost certainly his mom. Um which will be a very heartwarming chapter, I no doubt. Um, at that moment, well, that's his mother. That's not his uh, sister. That's oh, his no, sister. the girl with the hat is his sister. Yeah, but there's oh, a shadowy oh. figure in the. Back. Oh, but the shadowy. Ah, I see. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, at that moment, Bakugo is just like making a fucking racket everywhere. Uh, he's just trying to run towards uh, Midoriya's room. Everybody's trying to stop him. And he's like, he's dead meat if he thinks he can die on me. Um, but yeah, Todoroki and the other, uh, I think Sero mentions, we, he flashes back to Sero basically explaining that Todoroki and the others are conscious. Uh, at least all of them except for Midoriya. He's shown no signs of waking up. So Also, it's really weird that Deku's mom isn't there. Yeah. I- yeah, we don't know. No, but it's been two days, right? Like, well, we don't see the she whole should room. Should be there. We don't see the whole room. She could be just like around. I, I would say though. the artist maybe should have included her there for the dramatic effect. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that. you know, she could be in the building getting yeah, food. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't care. Regardless, I just feel like you know, if I if I'm gonna agree at all with Brian, it would be from that perspective. Like you know, that yeah. would have been a nice added touch. Yeah, All Might is by his side, though, and um, that's where the chapter ends. Um, a very interesting foreboding thing for My Hero's Future. Uh, we were very much talking about what is next for the series, and I think, I feel like I think there's a little bit of a clearer picture of what's going to come. And if I'm right, I hope I'm right. I think like it's a more interesting perspective. But uh, if you guys want to go first, the floor is open. <laughs> I guess I'll go first since I RGC'd it. Yeah, go for um, it. This chapter, basically, I, from my perspective, it's set up the groundwork for the future of heroes, right? Like, um, yeah. it's basically like, so think about it like this. Um, every time they talk about All Might, the world before All Might, it's always been like chaos and like um, order was barely held. Like nobody could really stand up. Even previous um, One for All users couldn't stand to One for All. I mean, it's all for one. So 
then All Might comes around and he basically ignites hope and creates a world where, you know, this is like everything's structured. Every, heroes have advantage, right? So they built a system around all that and this is the system falling apart. Like if you talk if you think about it, ever since All All Might um stopped being the symbol of hope or the symbol of peace. Things have been slowly, slowly on un, like un, undoing. Like all of his progress that he achieved while he was a hero was on was was pulled back slowly but surely. And then this was like the final nail in the coffin, right? This is like the end of um, all the progress that all all might did for the hero society. Yeah. So this is basically setting up Deku's return to be the person who restores peace and hope, right? Yeah. Um... yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely see this as a chapter that's, you know, like that, 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 after, you know, after the huge event that just took place, they're trying to, like, you know, let everyone chill out, relax, but also give you an idea of what to look forward to in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that leads into maybe what you were going to mention earlier, Chris, about like the two pages where you said you had felt opposite for me, where I felt, where I felt kind of, I guess, like, uh, what's the word, not too enthusiastic for what's coming next immediately. It was the two pages where I, where I had mentioned I had high hopes and then I went to having low hopes. Yeah. It was Spinner. Remember, Spinner mentioned something, and I'm, you know, I'm a huge Spinner fan. Generally speaking, I want to see more from him. I want to see what he's about. He seems to kind of be the heart of the villains. If that makes any sense, yeah, for I, sure. And I like that, you know, like he, he's, he's not dumb. He just really doesn't. He, he he's critical. Anyway, I'm not trying to break down his character. It was just cool yeah. that he was kind of like checking one for uh, all for one, and he's like, bro, like who the fuck are you? And and the guy is just like, ah, yes, don't worry. So I, I don't know. I'm just reiterating yeah. how I felt, but I'm starting to think about it a little bit more now. And like, I'm, they're going to follow up on that. Then that's not going to be something yeah. that's not going to be checked up on eventually. It, it is. Um, yeah. I just want more. I want it now. I want to see that happen now. <laughs> yeah. But if you like, this is the main, I feel like this chapter mainly, its main purpose was to set up the next the the future of my hero academia essentially it gives people motivations um it switched like the pedestal of power you know now it used to be the heroes yeah. but i honestly now it's a little right bit now, more up in the air yeah sure, i'm like trying sure. to think about it and i'm like the heroes have so much shit to deal with right now like it it just feels like this is a very villain-sided situation right now like once shigaraki's rested it it's back to to heroes being on top again like because right now they don't have a real symbol of peace right now villains their number one hero is out of commission next person in line is best genius and he can only do so much you know yeah yeah i um yeah i mentioned earlier that we were talking about you know what's next for my hero is it barreling towards the end or are people like is Horikoshi trying to tell us like this series only has a finite amount? And I don't know. I feel like this chapter kind of like assured that there is a lot left. Um, there are like so a ton much of, more. Yeah, there's a ton of prisons that were just exploded, meaning there are more than likely be a lot more villains to face off against. Um, we may not see our core group of uh, of League of Villains 
but we will have like some familiar faces in, in muscular and people like Moonfish and, and an overhaul to a degree. And there'll be, there's these new guys that we might see the near, the near high ends. I feel overhaul, like, yeah. I don't know if we're going to do a time skip. I feel like my, what I hope will happen is that Midoriya will probably like be out of commission for maybe for like a handful of chapters and the rest of the cast will have to deal with this strange new world and Deku will wake up in a brand new world that's completely unfamiliar to what he did when he went to bed, you know? Mm. You know, maybe Grand I mean, dies in this time. Maybe Honestly, all for maybe All Might dies in this time. Um Honestly, I am not too against Deku going into a comatose like state, you know, for a couple of years. Honestly, I'm not against that because if you think about it, like Deku's developing was developing almost absurdly too fast during this arc, right? Mm-hmm. Like he unlocked yeah, two quirks, he yeah. pushed his body beyond its limits, and there it they made it very, very clear that if your body isn't ready for these abilities, there's gonna be big ramifications, right? Right. And he kind of broke every rule in the book, you know, like he um he used jump quirk. He he used like the the spider sense not just once not twice three times and he shattered it, it his was already having strength. a toll on him during the combat. Yeah, he was blasting his bones apart with the super strength because I mean yeah and he yeah, yeah. and overused his ability his super strength so like there has to be a big ramification like his body has to be going through a shift at this point like there has to be ramifications for it and I wouldn't be opposed to him going into a comatose state. And yeah. having Bakugo yeah. take the front seat or Todoroki. I, I'd rather him be comatose than it be the development like, yeah, uh, Midoriya, you did too much and now your arms cannot be used. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't want to see my main character be mostly crippled. Yeah. Yeah. That is that uh is that ignorant? No. Is that a no. prejudice? No. no, it makes sense. Uh you sure? Yeah. No. But I think I'm it's sure. probably gonna there's lead no, to there's no wheelchair him. superheroes, guys. That's a problem. Well, Oracle, Wizkid. Now I'm being facetious. Let me stop. Oracle. Oh shit! Yeah, you guys are you guys are on point. All right. Is Wizkid? Uh, you know our stuff here, New York City. We're closer. Well, I mean, I don't know. Here's here's what I think. I mean, what now I think know. will happen is that Midori will probably wake up sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. What I hope will happen is that we do get some sight because that's part of that's one of my least favorite things about my hero is that there isn't that much based on the cast it's like and i mean it's hard to do because I get naruto ptsd bro i mean it's hard to do because there are like a class size cast here where you can't you well, can't whose fault is that <laughs> that's my fault no it's uh you gotta it's your fault bro <laughs> no, i mean like i don't saying? expect Who's i don't expect that, that added all of these people i don't expect every single character to get like an arc of their no, own of course not i i hope to see some cool moments from Class B, Class One B, and you know uh, Shinso and Big Hand Schmacker. Big Hand Schmacker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I th- it's an interesting. You know time what I'm for... talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. Kendo. It big uh, sis. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting time for my hero, and you know we were we were on and off and hot and cold about this series for a lot of the time during this war arc. Um, I feel like I'm mostly into it. And I'm very excited to see where it goes. I, I feel like we're one in four with My Hero Academia predictions. So that's that's kind of a positive thing is that we can't easily predict what's next. Yes. 
but man, I'm prison just, break arc, huh? I'm just glad. I'm not that. even mad at Brian or nothing. It just <laughs> it would have been cool. It's yeah, right. but probably like I mean, I think he the did only see thing Stain though, he did see Stain. He did go to see him. That's did something he? that happens. So that's still a plot point. No, he didn't. Am I not? He didn't did go. He said I have to go to the prison. He said he had something? to, but he didn't go yet. Well, what probably if Stain stays there? Oh, we'll probably see Stain now. All Might. Stain probably bounced, dude. Stain I mean, yeah, I mean, All Might. All Might like, I mean, oh, One for All is still in the prison, right? Or All oh, for One? All for no, One he's left. Out. He's out. He's out? Well, right. that's he's another gone, interesting bro. thing. They're out in the woods somewhere. He's... <laughs> yeah, that's another interesting thing is that they're not going to link up immediately. So there'll probably be time where All for One is not going to be a... Like with Shigaraki, and he's probably going to be making moves on his own, which is kind of cool. And he's probably got some villains with him as well. Um, cause yeah, seems- he still he still has um, fucking Shirakumo and yeah. It seems like Shigaraki was returned with just the Nomu, because um, I didn't see like muscular around him or nothing. So he left him pretty much with uh, with skeptic Dobby and and, uh, and yeah Spinner. So. Yeah, he's got all those guys on his side, except for maybe Overhaul, who bounced. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that was crazy. Lots of cool shit. Um, but my my main thing that I loved about this chapter was kind of establishing some motivation for Todoroki. You know, like before, yeah. like Todoroki didn't really have an aim in this series until this Toya thing happened, and I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, why didn't he just straight up fight Dobby and shit like that?" But he didn't have a like true motivation like at that moment still like and now he he has something to light his fire essentially well, like i'm okay with the with the excuse that a there's a lot of shit going on around that battle and there's probably a lot of confusion and it's pretty shocking to hear that your brother has been like a fucking mass murderer for the last few years so this and plus dobby's stronger than him at this point so you know, it's not like he was sitting around doing nothing. He was overpowered by him. Um, he even burnt his throat, so he can't talk. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's a rough thing. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting time. I mean, that's all I gotta say. It's I'm I'm here for it. Is what I'm saying. My Hero Academia is like it's hard to disparage it. Really, like as a whole, it's very much a wait and see kind of series and see where he's going with this. Uh, Hopefully he slows it down and we get a little bit of development within every within a lot of characters and we see a lot developing within the world even. But who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, they. Ha- I hope we get more like worldwide heroes coming to help Japan. Like we yeah, get like other people from other them. countries. Maybe yeah, it's a lot I mean, like Cursed... Japan doesn't have a monopoly on all the super uh, peoples. Maybe it's a lot like Cursed Techniques where... You know, that it's a majority of no. There is, there is here. Yeah, yeah, in in, in yeah, my hero vigilante. This dude was in America. Yeah, um, yeah. But my hero vigilantes. There's a guy who who there's a hero that comes from America to Japan to like repair his image. Nice. So, God, we gotta read know. that, huh? We got, I think. Yeah, we do. We have to read vigilantes, Brian. You tell us. I feel like we. I have mean, to. you. I mean, you haven't went out of your way to be like guys. Yeah, <laughs> Vigilante is a decent a real series. You don't tell us. No, it's, it's not that I didn't like series, it. Like you can read it. No, like I need it to be fun. real serious for me to have to read it. Bro. I'm I've sorry read it. to add that to the lineup. Yeah. No, not the lineup. I mean personally, just for me to go out my way and yeah. catch up and shit. It's not always serious, but when it has its arcs, it is a very decent read. 
I'm just waiting on you to like, tell me. For, yeah, for, for you to just pull up and be like, yo, I ain't gonna lie. You should start yeah, pull the trigger, Brian. You be definitive. Yeah, you I, should, I mean, like, I'm just gonna assume at this point it, that just hasn't happened yet where you feel like... And that's fine. I think, I haven't, I think the newest arc... I think the newest arc is actually pretty interesting to read because it's more All Might centered, like pre-injury and all that shit. Like you get to see him in action and stuff, and how him and Dai Dai work together and all that. So I think it's a good read if you want like more context for how like for how this world works, like how the the hero society works, like before all this shit happened and during All Might's. Uh, rain and stuff so i mean it's a good read it's it, like you get to learn more about the world itself and all that but there's a lot of like jokey stuff in there so yeah it's not always 100 serious um i'll say this this last thing about jujutsu kaisen because i keep I, or uh, my hero because i keep thinking of things i wanted to say about it from my notes is um i feel like this and jujutsu kaisen did a very similar thing where they were both establishing the future's of what's to come for their series um yeah they both kind of exactly. do the same thing where like there will be new villains and you'll have to fight them uh, yeah so. they set the groundwork for each other yeah so this very set the groundwork chapter i mean all for one said it himself it's like the groundwork is laid you know we did it <laughs> uh, yeah uh, that's all i gotta say about uh my hero you guys ready to, to call it yes sir josh joshua he exited stage left. Well, <laughs> well then, oh, here he comes. Yeah, well, that has been our show. Thank you guys so much. It was so a much. fun one, too. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Oh, well, my bad. Wait, what? This is my bad. Man. No, you your flow up. Hey, 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 buddy. It's all good. It's all good. Uh... Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can uh, find me at the Chris Espinel, Josh at JD Cole underscore 37, Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Take part in our weekly audience chapter of the week. Really good chapter of the week. Uh, audience poll comes up every Saturday, Sunday. So follow us for that. Uh, you can uh, comment below if you have any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. Or email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. We'll, uh, we'll read your comments uh, in the relevant series that you refer to. And, you know, it'll be fun. Uh, if you want, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. Spotify, follow us on that. Uh, Amazon Music. Everywhere. Everywhere you listen to podcasts. We're likely on it. Uh, I think that's it. Subscribe, like, you know, all the cool online influencer shit that you say. Uh, this chicken guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bro, this chicken guy. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I can't believe we 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 went a whole. We, I can't believe we covered this. Fucking I feel like I feel like that chicken guy was a reference to something. Like, I don't know why. No, no, no. What the fuck? No, to something. There's a, Brian, see if you can find if there's a reference guy while I finish up the flux. Do it Japanese real fast. Chicken Do it real fast. It, Japanese chicken doctor. Japanese chicken doctor? Yes. I don't think That's we'll have time. That's also the title for this, series, for this episode. I Japanese think. chicken doctor? Okay. Yeah. I like it. I was about to call it the other one. Um, the one, the thing you called Kendo. But Japanese chicken doctor is funny. I All I'm seeing is restaurants and 
meals. Damn it, Brian. Okay, next week we'll we'll come up with the origin of the Japanese chicken doctor. But uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, you guys are the awesome. debut. And uh, stay safe, New Jump citizens. Page 10. Bottom left corner is where you'll find that. For the latest My Hero Academia chapter.